Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you today? Good. I'm very good. How are you? I am doing fine. Thank you. Uh, As we're recording this, it's a very lovely spring day. And it's so nice just to go outside and feel the sun. It just feels good. Yes, and we had Mr. Um, Hobbs and and Mr. Calvin were out roaming in the backyard today, just smelling everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very nice. They really enjoy going out and just hanging out. They won't take off, Lynn. No, they well they try. I shouldn't say they wouldn't. They try, and every once in a while, if there's a little critter running around, they yeah. might just charge off after them. But um, I'm out there with them. So I never let them out of my sight. Uh, that's a difference. Then, you know, a lot of people just let their animals run. But I won't. So they just go out. Maybe it's, you know, seven to ten minutes. And then something spooks Mr. Hobbs. And, of course, he runs right back in the house. Well, I didn't think he went out at all. I, did, I thought he was too much of a scaredy cat. Well, he was, but because of the fact that Calvin goes out and seems to enjoy himself, he now decided maybe it's not so bad, so he goes out there. Same thing about going in the garage. Mr. Calvin always, I open the door, he'd run right in there, and Hobbs would stay back, and even if I opened the door, he'd look and then step one or two, and then all of a sudden, it's just like he's there. So he he's not as scared as he used to be, but he is as obnoxious as he used to be <laughs> in the sense that he loves to just aggravate Calvin like crazy. But uh-huh. that's for them to work out, you know? Yeah. I learned that long ago. Yeah, so that's, that's fine. But um, it's been nice to see. Everything in bloom. I just I love it. The azaleas, the pay, the ornamental pear trees, which we now know are a bad and invasive uh, species. Who knew? You know, just 20 years ago. Huh? 
What what are these? The the pear trees. They call them ornamental pear trees because yeah, they don't really awesome. produce pears. But yeah, if but they were. Well, there was a whole big article about them in the uh, newspaper a couple of weeks ago that they are very invasive and they don't allow other things to grow around them. And they they are not they're not good. I, I don't know the whole story, but at the time this development was built, uh, the pear trees were put in the ground, you know, everywhere. There's probably a hundred of them here. And um, recently, a couple of years ago, maybe five, seven years ago, I guess it was, many of them were removed because they were getting diseased. And um, they also grew three times the size of what they were supposed to be when they planted them. And so they were um, coming in underneath the roofs and they were, um, the branches were falling off. It was a mess. So they trimmed them all back to the point where they look kind of goofy, but they're filling in again, and um, they removed several of them. So I didn't know this at the time, but um, I guess they they were not a good choice. Okay. So there we are on that. So what else is going on in your world? How's, How's your lovely garden? shaping up for the year well nothing's happened yet i mean um i'm actually going to go and get some flowers this weekend for my my awning is not up yet in the back and i have Mm -hmm. to get the or for my inserts my coconut liners cocoa liners came the other day um so I have to just go and get the flowers i'm planning i was planning on doing that on saturday but it depends on how what happens with the weather? It's supposed to rain, but we'll see. Yep. So I'll hopefully get that and then start. I did go this weekend, though, and bought some new pots for my flowers and my herbs and stuff because I want them to be a little more uniform, and terracotta is a color I use a lot, like that orangey color, in my decorating outside, So I and I wanted it to be a little more. I have a few beautiful terracotta pots that are beautiful terracotta pots. And I went up to Home Goods and I bought a few more um, big, big night, two real nice big terracotta just playing with like a braid around the top. And then I bought three white, real shiny white um, inside is like halfway up is painted white, and then you can see the terracotta beneath it. And then on the outside, the whole thing is white, but it ha- it's distressed, so you can see a little of the terracotta through the white paint. Um, real pretty. I bought those at home, but so I'm very happy with all that because it's it's just clean and it looks nice, and I love those pots. So I mean, they're heavy, as you know what, but I did start with that. So little by little, we we add and change mm-hmm. so it's coming along we're getting there um good we have to wash the deck and you know things like that but i was just waiting for the um awning so that should be here hopefully next week good well so you'll be hanging out there 
Mm-hmm. Sooner than we know, then. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, the boat's going in the water in, in two weeks. That'll be fun. That's kind of like the official start of the summer season, even though it's not summer yet. But that's kind of like how it is. So yep. looking forward to that. And um, any plans for Mother's Day? Sean is coming home um, for a couple a couple reasons, but um, one mostly it's Mother's Day. He has to pick up some of his summer and spring clothing and bring that into the city with him. But he's um, he's going to be home. He's coming in on Saturday morning, and on Sunday, like early afternoon, we'll have a nice breakfast, and then early afternoon we are going to drive him back to. Um, Beacon, and we're going to have something, you know, do something for Mother's Day in Beacon when we drop yeah. him at the grave. So that's our so plan. bring back a cheeseburger for me, please. A, a what? A cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, I don't, like, I don't think at this point, we kind of were waiting to see if he was definitely coming. So I don't think we can get a reservation at this one restaurant we like. Um, so mm. I thought, well, we could always stop at that place and get a good cheeseburger. And they do have little picnic tables out in the back, and it's, you know, yeah. covered. So we'll yeah. see. Or, or the other thing we like to do is we can grab it and go down to the river and sit there mm-hmm. at the river. That's nice, so too. Well, Sunday is supposed right. to be an absolutely gorgeous day. Hopefully. Let's yeah. Hope. Just perfect, yep. like in the 70s. Yay. I know. That would be nice. The next week looks pretty nice, too. We just have to get the next, as we're talking, it, it'll be the end of it, but it's supposed to be raining yeah. Friday. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it'll all, everything, um, I'm hoping we hope, Everyone has a, a nice mommy's day, and uh, yeah. it'll be a nice that so that's good. It's also my cousin's birthday this year. Sometimes it falls on Mother's Day, so but she lives in New Jersey, but it's my cousin Amy's birthday and Mother's Day, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. Um, so, so how have things been going with uh, Broadway Theater? I was just going to say that we have um, Blue Man Group coming up uh, this month, and then next month, first and second of June, the last play of the season is, and they're both add-on shows, so they're not part of your um, season tickets. But um, then Stomp will be in for um, June first and second. Okay. So, and of course, single tickets you can call the. Cultural Center, three four four. So easy, three four four one 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 one. If you want tickets to either, and um, you can buy the tickets. And if you're a season ticket holder, call Broadway Theater, and they can see what they have left in the in the uh, ticket where the seats are and what you can do. But Stomp is a good one. We're going to Stomp. What was the one that just finished up last weekend? That was Cats. Yeah. How did that do? Did okay. There were a couple. Small, well, big issues. They were supposed to be in on Thursday night, and they uh, ended up not being able to come in and be ready for that night. So we had to cancel Sunday, uh, Thursday, and move it to Sunday night. 
And so the first night then became Friday night and then Saturday afternoon. And then the Saturday evening show was postponed at about 10 after 6 that night. The show starts at 8. Frank got a call. The, um, they had a technical issue on the soundboard that could not be fixed. And they could not get it in time for the show because it sort of happened, I guess, they were when they were practicing, rehearsing, and it just wasn't going to work. So they um, were not able, so they had to close it. They had literally, we had to cancel the show on Saturday night and um, either slide people into Sunday mat or Sunday night or refund the tickets because um, it was the, can- the show canceled, not it wasn't someone missing it. Like, you just, I forgot to go or I couldn't go. So um, people handled it nicely. Some people were not so nice. That just happens. Um, they don't understand. But um, most people were very understanding of what went on. So, Well, how did they know? Did you have to call all these people? Yes, Frank. It went on Facebook. It went on email, wow. but what happened, they couldn't even get it on the TV because it was after 6 o'clock. Yeah. But, it, and most people were on their way. If they were coming anywhere, yeah. say, from Oconos, or people were on their way. So it was yep. not, but people, like I said, for the most part, people were very understanding. There's not, what can you do? Nothing. Right. Nothing. So, but I will tell you that that is the first time that that has ever happened mm-hmm. that i that i can ever remember since i've been a member since i, I it's never happened so and not that wow. it doesn't you know that the show must go on um, yeah but you yeah. know it's there's nothing you can do it was the the, the soundboard so wow anyway was it there what was it there or was it one that belonged to the cultural no center? there yeah wow. i think it was there I think. I'm not sure because the Cultural Center does all the stuff. So I don't know that answer, Lynn. I really don't. It just seems strange to me that they wouldn't um, have a backup. You know, most of these places, stuff can happen like that. You know, right. and you just, right. wow, yep. that was quite a shock. Hmm. Yep. So, but anyway, all right. we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Larry and Lynn show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a managing director and certified financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I was going to say something today about something that you and I talk about a lot, but we never really, I think the word is codify or codify, codify it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been given a couple of good shout outs to our buddy Scott Linett, who has um, a law firm that's really about what he calls legacy planning. And he sent out a newsletter, which he does quite often, and I don't usually read newsletters because they bore me to tears but he has a lot of stuff that's really good i'm not sure who prepares all this but this one made me start thinking because i think it's something i have to think about i just take things for granted and i've seen things taken for granted in this area and it's not good and he said don't forget to protect your furry family estate planning for your pets. Man. He said it's it's sad but true that many pets end up in shelters after their owner dies or becomes incapacitated. In fact, the Humane Society estimates that between 100,000 and 500,000 pets are placed in shelters each year for exactly this reason, and a large number of them are ultimately euthanized. So um, he says, you know, that unfortunately the law considers your pets to be personal property and there's nothing you can do about it. But he said a couple things. Uh, Select a caregiver for your pet. Now, I know that when my mom passed, she had a cat and she lived right next door to my sister. And I assumed that my sister would take the cat. And she did. 
actually. But the thought occurred to me, uh, what what happened if she said no? Because that cat came from a rescue. And I knew that it would really break her heart to know that the cat went back to a rescue situation, to a shelter. And I think about my two, you know, they're both rescue cats. And they're young, relatively speaking. Um, so he said the first thing to do is um, set it up that you just have to name somebody, go through a list of potential candidates, and then have a frank talk with each of them, discussing the extent of care your pet requires and whether they have any personal issues like allergies, housing, children, other pets that might prevent them from providing the proper care. And then he listed a place that I never heard about before. If you don't know, any suitable caregivers, charitable groups, such as the Safe Haven Surviving Pet Care Program can provide for your pet in the event of your death or, dis or incapacity. I didn't realize there was such a thing, but it would make sense. So that name again is Safe Haven Surviving Pet Care Program. And then he says, once you've got this all figured out about who's going to be your caregiver, he suggests that you actually create a trust. Because frankly, and in, you know, I didn't think about this, but this is very true. You can set up something where you, uh, in your will, where you allocate a certain amount of money for the care of your pet or pets, but there's nothing that says that the person who is the caregiver couldn't just take the money and take the pet to a shelter. There's, there's no, uh, no responsibility inherent in that decision within a will. But if you put it into a small trust, then the trust becomes something that has to be reconciled with um, the... Uh, government forces that say that if you have a trust, you have to be accountable for the trust to somebody. So he said to ensure your wishes are accurately carried out, you should name someone other than the caregiver for you as a trustee. This way the trustee can manage the funds and make sure they're used exactly as spelled out in your care instructions. So um, he strongly suggests this, and I think I think that's an important thing for people to do. Uh, not because it's something that says you don't trust anybody else, but because it means that you thought about it and you care enough about animals that your animals that you want them to be taken care of. And the fact is that a lot of people in their 70s and 80s adopt pets because they are a great comfort to people who have lost spouses or their family doesn't live around them anymore and they're a great companion but the fact is that most of these animals if you buy them when or get them when they're young they can live for almost 20 years and they could you know if you're 75 and you who knows how long you're going to live so right. you really need to think about this stuff because it can cause some real serious issues and a lot of pain in your family, especially if they can't take an animal 
that they've grown to love as well. It would break their heart to send it back to a a shelter. So uh, it's worth having a conversation with your, your kids, your caregivers, all that kind of stuff, and to really put that in writing. And if, you know, creating a trust is not a huge amount of work, but it is something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So I just say that because I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's something we forget about. We should actually ask some of our friends at DREC when we get them on next time about that and see what they recommend. Yeah, I wonder if they talk to... I, I don't remember anyone ever talking to me about it, but I I, I wonder if they do um, more so now than ever since more people have turned to adopting pet, pets due to the pandemic. I wonder if there's more of an emphasis on that now. And, mm-hmm. you know, they do... They do some of that. I mean, that's how I got my two. But no, I no, they they that, do bring. Yes, yes. I yeah, mean, they do, they do bring speak them. I I'm thinking that for me, the question really would be: Does the Humane Society or Griffin Pond or any of the local animal shelters do they right. talk about that stuff? You know, because mm-hmm. they're really at the front line of this and. I just think it would be horribly sad if, you know, you lose you lose a loved one, but you also, the animal loses their connection and you lose them in your life unless you can take them. But the chances are you can't. I mean, in my case, we have a, a rule here, you know, part of the covenants that says you can't have more than two animals, you know, in your house. That's it. Well... I suppose unless somebody complained, you could have three or four or whatever. But I think it makes sense to have that limit for a lot of good reasons, especially when people stupidly leave their dogs outside and don't clean up after them. But that's not the dog's fault, you know. So um, I don't know. I mean, it might be hard to do something like that. I, I know that there, you see the people all the time walking their pets up and down the street here. You know, it's just, it's part of what everybody does. And so I only, often... Lynn, how would they know if you had more than two cats? Well, they unless somebody said something. You know, somebody said that they came to the house or they saw me outside with three of them or whatever. And they yeah, say, you know... Cat. Yeah, well, you know... I don't let's know that people, people... Lynn, let's hope people honor that because more than two cats, you know, I mean... Or two dogs. I, I know people who have a few and, 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 they're, and they're wonderful people and they're, you know, there's no issue. But some people, you know, it, it may not be as diligent with the cleaning up end of things to have more than two cats. That's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So. But then when you get in circumstances like I'm just saying, let's just say that my sister said she couldn't take the cat. Well, I would probably have taken the cat, but that would mean I'm a three. You know, yeah. so um, it's it would be something I'd really have to figure out, but my next-door neighbor would never have a problem with that. He has two cats or had two cats. And everybody up and down the row here, you know, we all have animals. So, 
I don't think anybody would rat anybody out, so to speak, unless it became um, a health issue. You know, and somebody said the place stinks. You can't. That's a different thing. That's a totally different thing. <laughs> but I just stinks. think it does because I mean sometimes you know that that's the issue. They open up windows and doors and you say what? Where's that yeah. coming from? That's pretty gross. Stink, stink, Lynn. It's it, 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 um, the Grinch. Stink, stank, stunk. Yeah. My favorite thing, favorite line of that song. Um, yeah, I know. Hey, so just I, another, totally off of that, but um, I, I have to say this what? morning on the show I watched a a there was a, they're doing Broadway week and there's a Mrs. Doubtfire the musical out now and I, uh, I there I, is oh, yes and I'm going to have to go and see it. Oh, you must. Yep. Oh, it, it looks wonderful. Who's playing the lead? Anybody we know? Some guy. I don't know his name, but yeah, he looks. He he. It was it was great. So every time I see that, I I tell Patrick. I said, you know, if Laurie was sitting here, she could do the entire thing. She could do every line. That that the Wizard of Oz and and Matilda. I could almost recite. In my sleep, I love it. Oh Tommy does God. Tommy with Mrs. Doubtfire quotes all the time. He when he first moved to San Francisco, he sent me a picture of where they filmed that that was the house, and he wrote me. He sent me a, a text with the picture and said, "Euphigenia Doubtfire's house." I uh -huh. said, oh, no. So it was great. Yeah, it's favorite. Anyway, so we're going to take a quick break. We have the lovely Leah Jenakopoulos coming up next to talk about real estate. And uh, we'll be right back. So stay with us. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. 
and Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale Partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today is our guest expert from ERA One Source Realty, Leah Genacopoulos, who is a realtor, has been doing it for quite some time now, is doing a bang-up job. And mm-hmm. Leah is with us to discuss all things real estate. And ERA has um, 10 offices. Oh, Leah, seven offices on 10 counties. <laughs> I wish. We're not that big yet, but we're getting there. (laughs) Yay! So here you go. Hi, Leah. Hi. How are you? Good. Hi. What uh, what have we got to talk about today? How to, what you could do and what are the things that you could do to help you win an offer in a bidding war, which... Right now, about every house you go to bid on, like I'm going to see another one over the weekend and next week. And, um, you know, it's already just came out about three hours ago, and we already have four offers in on it. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just insanity. Um, So so your question is, has anything changed since the rates went up? No. That is the short and sweet of it. Nothing has changed. We've just gotten busier, wow. which is great. So we still need your listings. But a number of people come to me and they ask, like, what are we, what are we, what can we do? What are we going to do? You know, I, I just got this lovely couple that has a child. They have another child on the way and they're just so excited and they're a growing family and they've outgrown their little apartment and they're ready to buy their first home and they're so excited. And we've gone through several houses and they were just so upset because the wife was like really ready to like, you know, just put the nail in and just give it up and call it a day. And she's like, we're going to live here forever. That's the end of it. And, you know, I explained to her, she's like, maybe we should start renting. And, you know, maybe if you can find something that's maybe like a temporary lease and you're not getting yourself invested into a year lease, but 
the problem is the rent market is so hot as well, and the rents are up that you're wow. better off buying and even buying at this five, five and a quarter rate because it's still going to be cheaper than rent. Rent, you will never get a return on. You don't get anything for it. So you have to keep that in mind when you're getting frustrated and when you're looking to do when you're looking to buy and what you want to do, when you want to weigh your options, I, I can't explain enough that real estate only opens the doors for, for further more wealth. So I'm really excited. I have another client um, this weekend that I'm working with, and I've known them for quite some time, just, you know, from the northeastern Pennsylvania area and everything. And they're young. They're 30 years old. They already own their first house. And she called me Monday morning, bright and early, and said, I need to talk to you. I want to start investing in Airbnbs, short-term rentals, and real estate. And I said, just out of curiosity, why? Like, where did it come from? And she (laughs) said, I read, and I did a bunch of research, and she said, it's one of the best things that you can invest in. And I said, it 1,000% is. And I'm not saying it because I'm in the field. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying it because... Truly and wholeheartedly, the good thing about real estate is you can't just take your money out at any given time. Now, you could, obviously. You have to go to the bank, but yeah, there's a process to it. So, like, you don't get to go tomorrow and be like, well, I have an investment property that's worth 300000 so I want to take the money out of it right now. No, there's obviously a process if you want to, you know, put a lien against your house or something like that. So the good thing is when you're investing in real estate, it, it truly is a, a worthy investment because you can't, it now obviously could always depreciate in value depending on like the market or whatever. But the end of the end result is you're going to get money out of it. There's always going to be a, a return, which is great. So frustrating part is what do you do now in a market like this that we're going on now two years of a crazy market like this. So our little northeastern Pennsylvania has become such a central hub for New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Um, Allentown, parts of Connecticut, and all of the workspaces have really gone to that collaborative workspace of not having to come into the office and maybe only having to go in one, twice, possibly three times a week because you don't even, some of these places don't have offices anymore. You're sharing a workspace. So you're still yeah. able to work from home. The work from home full-time, I see, has has definitely, like, lessened up. There, You're not and not, everyone's not working from home full-time. Now, I shouldn't say everyone because my best friend is, and they will never return to their office. So good for her. But she is, you know, she's one of a few. A lot of people have now gone back to I have another friend that works in Philadelphia, and she is twice a week. So she kind of lines it up on a Tuesday, Wednesday. She has a beautiful home in Waverly, you know, where she wouldn't have had that in, you know, somewhere on Philly in the main line and something like that. So the cost of living here is affordable. You can have more here. So our area is still such a booming area and is such is the bidding wars are still happening. But, you know, you have to learn how to navigate. And definitely the first thing that's so important is having a realtor to navigate this for you. Having someone that can negotiate for you, can be your messenger, can speak for you, and knows exactly what's going on. So Due to the limited number of homes that are for sale today, there's so many buyers looking to purchase. And, you know, the bidding wars are, are it's a common thing. It's a, not just common either in northeastern Pennsylvania. It's across the board. It's nationwide. And right now, um, when you pull the statistics from the National Association of Realtors, NAR, 
the homes are getting an average of 4.8%, 4.8 offers per house. So that's almost five offers per one house, for every house wow. across the board. So, and it's also showing that this, this, that same report has also showed that the average buyer has made about three offers before their offer is being accepted, and it's averaging anywhere between their fourth and fifth offer that's really getting accepted. So it's obviously a very competitive housing market. So, you know, you have to pull a few strings, and there's something that you need to do besides having a real estate professional, obviously, as your ultimate guide to presenting the strongest offer. But some of the things, too, that actually makes a difference is, which this is the market right now, is going over asking price. So, the first thing that, you know, I think everyone comes to mind is they're prepared when going to look at these houses that you're going in at ask or more than likely over ask. So it's just that homes are selling for over ask and there's more buyers than there are the homes for sale. So it's just going to be the nature of the beast. The second thing is you want to put down a bigger earned money deposit for the good faith deposit because this is showing that you're wanting it, you really do need like that, I shouldn't say that you need it, obviously you need a house to live, but like this is the house for you like that, you're serious, you're a serious buyer, you're a willing and able buyer and this is exactly what you want. So making a higher down payment too is also showing a little bit so then you're not risking, you know, the appraisal gap or whatever and it kind of makes your offer stand out. So those three things are very important when you're navigating through your offer And there's obviously other things as well to go through, you know, that you could speak with your realtor on um, as far as, you know, how to navigate through certain loans or something like that. So with today's housing market being so hot and so volatile and so, you know, crazy and fast-paced and everything, you you want someone that, you know, knows what they're doing. So obviously because I work at ERA, I am proud to say that all of our real estate professionals here are the best resource and can coach you through this process and making a strong offer. And, you know, everyone's situation is different, too. There's no, like, exact same situation. Someone's lending could be different. Someone's inspection contingency can be different. Their appraisal contingency. So with all of that being said, there's just so much to offer and so much different advice and so many different ways that you can navigate to make sure that your offer does get accepted. So that's Leah, kind of, Leah yeah. I have a question that uh, this happens and I've heard it happen quite frequently that let's say I'm a, a I don't know second or third time buyer and I like that that uh, that couple that you mentioned before they're have two kids third on the way whatever they need a bigger house and so they're used to being let's say they've already owned a house they understand the process so they're pre-qualified, they did all their homework, they're ready to come in with the 20% down, but somebody else, a lot of people from not here, are walking in with money that's all cash. And they make an offer that's whatever, 10% above the ask price. So how do you, as a person who is not in that cash position, but has done your homework and you're ready to buy how do you compete in that market i know it's and there's a lot of people in that situation too so with that 
being said, you have to, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of other things you could do. I mean, obviously the four things I mentioned are only like the first layer of the cake, but there's a bunch of other things that also go along with your offer. And again, that's why I said like everyone's situation is different. There's a few things that you could do to really win that bid and it might not even have to do with the offer. It could be something, you know, like outside, maybe like writing a letter or something like that. So there's a ton of different ways that you could get creative to see, you know, to prepare yourself and you've done your homework and everything. Now, again, sometimes when these cash offers come in, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're a good offer. They're a quick close. There are no appraisals. So, you know, that's something you might always be standing up against too. So it's always that's something scary though, isn't it? I mean, unfortunately, not, it's just yeah. not, not getting inspections, not getting appraisals, not getting all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I, again, that's just, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't necessarily recommend skipping out on your inspection. It's very important. And if, you know. But people put it in all the time, please get a quicker sale. I know, yeah. I know. But, you know, also, I just think there's a few headaches that can go to that, too, you know. I would never do that. People, I've seen it happen too many times where craziness happens right after. What do you do? You know? Unfortunately, there's nothing you could do. So I have instructed our agents to be very upfront if they are willing, if they are, you know, the client or consumer and saying that they do want no inspections. I am telling them to be, you know, upfront and let them know that, you could just do inspections for knowledge-based purposes, and it doesn't have to mean that we're asking for anything. But at the same time, I do believe that in Pennsylvania, since it's your buyer's right to a due diligence period, I totally think that it should be, you know, taken and that you should do that you should do it because, there. listen, it's going to prevent you from a few headaches. So I never, ever, ever, ever recommend that. I, I, I shouldn't say never, ever, because there's no such thing, right? But... Yeah. I guess it depends on the situation in the house. I mean, obviously, if it's a new construction, a new build, I mean, kind of silly. But still, I mean, we are, um, it, it all depends on the situation. Leah, yeah. I, I think that I look at the real estate transactions, you know, the newspaper every day, and I see there are so many um, LLC companies that are coming in and buying properties everywhere. I, I'm thinking that these are the people that are really cash rich that could come in and just take a property for whatever it's worth. They don't care because what they do is go in and renovate it and then sell it again. So how does an average home buyer who really wants to live in the place, how do you compete with that kind of environment? I mean, it just seems like there's nowhere to go. It's very frustrating. Well, it is very frustrating. So, um, it's, that's, that's a tough, it's the nature of the business. Yeah. I mean, it's every, like, it's always going to happen no matter what too. Right. Okay. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you? You can call me at directly 570-947-9250. You can call our Clark Summit office. 570-587-9999 where all of our 80 plus agents are plus we all have we have six different locations that you can locate any of our agents our website era the number one dot com 
So check us out online and all forms of social media um, under the name ERA, the number one, or ERA One Source Realty. Yay. Leah, thank you very much. Thank you. We'll thank see you. you Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, everyone else out there. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. To all of you out there who are moms, who act as if, who've been, um, who's always been there for somebody in that capacity, we wish you all a lovely and happy Mother's Day. And um, we will see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 